guys welcome back to orlando out of context i'm brian i'm stephanie so make sure go follow us on instagram at orlando out of context make sure to listen and subscribe on apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher google play and now we're on iHeartRadio. so make sure you guys tune in so today we have a special guest welcome adam hello so adam is one half of the dating kind of sucks podcasts that's right and they're well half of you are, is based right here in orlando right I'm, I'm the Orlando half. <laughs> and the other half, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Sarah. I wish she was here to back me up in the girl <laughs> portion of this. <laughs> so she is based in, I think, Nashville, right? That's correct. Yes. Right. Cool. Well, welcome. Thank you. So tell us a little bit. Uh, well, actually, we'll start with Stephanie. So Stephanie, you introduced me to the podcast. So how did you get I uh, Somehow, I don't know. I found either you like something of ours or I like something on Instagram. And then I saw that. I was like, oh, my God, that's my life. Dating fucking sucks. <laughs> Let me look at this. Let me listen. And I love podcasts. So I just started binging. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, that one of the, they're from Orlando. Originally, they both were from Orlando. So right. they make a lot of Orlando references like Ale House and, you know, places they used right. to go on dates here and so so on and so forth. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself. You, you do a lot of stuff, actually. I, I do. Yeah. You're like the jack of all trades. Jackass of all trades. Is what I say. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So I, I do a lot. Um, I The podcast is a big, big part of what I do. But uh, I'm a writer. I do stand up comedy. Uh, I'm an ordained minister. I write resumes professionally. I do freelance writing work. Um, I'm a former lawyer, and isn't I, that crazy? And I do amateur photography. So I think all that, I think that might cover all of it. Maybe, maybe not. But uh, that, you know, that, I I think I like that because you're probably never bored. Never bored. I feel like sometimes that always broke, but never bored. Because none of those things make money. <laughs> I feel like I'm good at a lot of things. It's and good I to think, have a lot of skills, though. You know. And I think that uh, it would be nice to just be doing. And you always work from home, right? I do. Nobody holds you down. No. You're free no. as a bird. Yes. yes. That's the way it's, to live life. It, it is. Like I said, uh, it's a starving artist lifestyle. So it's, it's doesn't great, pay though. very well, but, it, but it's worth it sometimes to, yeah. uh, you know, to not have to leave the house uh, if you don't want to. So I always wonder, and I think I might know the answer, but why are you not like a lawyer? Like if you went to school and you spent all that time... It just wasn't your, like, I don't see that I as knew, your personality. Yeah. Well, no, I knew I wanted to be a lawyer because I, I, I was like, I loved arguing. I loved, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I loved the language. I loved the con, just the, you know, picking apart languages was a big part of law. And I loved how they, they taught me how to write and read differently, uh, like just law school does. But uh, I realized about halfway through law school after working for a couple of law firms that I did not want to do it. It just yeah. wasn't for me. It wasn't the... I wouldn't be doing the things I wanted to do. I'd be doing yeah. the paperwork and right. just the bullshit that they'd make you do. And so I decided not to practice. And you know, I still have the degree. It, it was but great. it's still good because right for like for your own self, you know, it's always good to know the, you know, your rights and the law and oh, like it's, yeah, it's, things it's that are helpful and, and applicable to your life. I've been the informal lawyer for so many uh, comedian <laughs> friends, like who need me to <laughs> review a contract or sure. help them with something. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it, it gives me a doctorate, so I taught college for a while too. So like, there's there's a lot of things that I could do that that, that definitely have a benefit, even if you don't practice. That's awesome. So, are you originally from Orlando? Uh, no, I was born in Boston, but then I grew up over in uh, Ormond Beach, um, which is directly north of Daytona Beach. And then I moved away for uh, college and law school, lived in Los Angeles for a while, and then came back. All right, cool. Yeah, I was married. I came back, got married. Uh, we were going to have kids, buy a house. We bought a house, didn't have kids. And then after being here for a while, I ended up getting divorced. And then for the last 10 years, I've been kind of single and dating. I Living got, the good life. I call it I call it dating. Everyone else calls it stalking. You know, <laughs> well, you, like, you have to kind of... Dating game is a stalking uh, game, I think, in no, some, just, <laughs> in so some I have to respects. throw something in I do on stage. That's terrible. <laughs> so you live up, uh, you said you lived up in Altamont Springs. Yeah, that's where I live. I've got a house there. I like Altamont Springs. It's, it's not bad. It's uh, it's nice because I don't come to the side, the side of Orlando. I don't come to the touristy side right. ever. 
Uh, it's it's very rare. In fact, my brother lives nearby, and I visit him maybe once every two years. So, um, <laughs> Are you going to stop by after this? No. Don't he didn't even tell him he's in the area. <laughs> this area as quickly as I can. No, I, so I, I, I like the uh, the you know that side of Orlando a little better, uh, sure. just because it's less touristy. Nobody goes there unless. You're well, I think there. we were talking about yeah. their their mall is kind of like for people down here. Their mall is kind of nobody knows of the mall. All Spring like is like kind of a hidden gym. That mall days good. off. Yeah, you know, to feel like we're like, ugh, have some breathing room, you know. Yeah, like, I mean, it makes it easy to not have to travel. Like I, I've gotten lazy in dating. For example, I don't go further than five miles around my house right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not. Worth I think it. that's a good choice, actually. And and I just meet dates literally at the Ale House at the Altamont Mall because that's that's where I go. <laughs> I know everybody, so I just sit at the bar there. And I like I hold office hours there too. So like when I have to meet a client or whatever for freelance work, I'll have them meet me there because it just makes sense. That's makes Basically, yeah, it's better than having to come to my house. That's funny. So tell us a little bit about the the origin story for Dating Kind of Sucks. Uh, well, yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. Uh, Sarah and I were at a uh, social media conference together, and she was in the audience, and I was teaching a writing workshop, and uh, she followed me on Twitter uh, during the workshop because I said anybody who followed me, I would follow mm-hmm. them So you back. never f- formally met her, though, right? I, I didn't actually meet her. I followed her. I started uh, seeing some of her stuff. It was, it was entertaining. Uh, I liked some of her stories. I was reading her blog. She was writing a blog about dating at that, at that point. And then I wrote a guest post for her and we just started kind of communicating. And, and so she would, I started following her on Instagram and then Snapchat. And I think she would share different things on different stories. And so right. I would talk about dates. I would share my bad dates, et cetera. And then one night I think I was drunk and I just said, we should start a podcast. It was literally, and she was like, she was like, I'm down. And that was really the beginning of it. And so the next day, I think we, we scheduled a phone call to see if we could actually get along on the phone. It went really well. We felt like we had a good, uh, good chemistry on, sure. on the phone. And I think like two days later, we we'd recorded our first episode, and it went really well. And then we were like, let's do this once a month. And then after we did the first episode, she goes, we should do this more frequently. <laughs> so we started doing it weekly. Cool. And you guys both, though, had your own followings on blogs, correct? Yes. Like, so you each had your own audience, which was co- probably helpful. Yeah, we did. We did our own audience. Um, I think mine might be a little, just a little bit larger from comedy and you know, like other stuff that's like going viral and random things. And I've been blogging for a long time. I mean, yeah. not, not anymore, but I used to a long time ago. And uh, so I grew a pretty big following and uh, on Twitter and everything like that. So that helped. That helped really boost it when we first started. And it just it really clicked. And then we finally met in December for the first time. So she was in oh, town wow. for, for the holidays. Uh, so nine months after we started the podcast, that's, that's interesting. we went out to Ale House, actually, and uh, <laughs> and got drunk. And then I took her to her, took her, to her first strip club. I want to go so, to Rachel's strip club. Yeah, it was good. We, went to, we actually went to uh, Dancers, not Rachel's, but, uh, but Rachel's. I want to go, and nobody will ever go with me. Every time I pass it, I'm like, let's go. And nobody is like. In Castleberry, like, that one? The one by the airport. Oh, yeah, I won't go to that one. That's the bad one? No, I just, I don't, that's too far. Oh, you don't go to that one? Remember, he was down down here. I didn't know there was two. Oh, yeah, Rachel's Castleberry is within five miles. Oh, shit. That's it. I go there all the time. I've been to a strip cup, the one on OBT for a bachelor's party. <laughs> I don't think it was the quality of Rachel's. No, no, no. I wouldn't. I have some friends that work there, and I won't even go see them. So. Nowhere on OBT is a good place to be. But, you know, I just love the dynamic between you and Sarah because you're, you're, you're in two different places. You're a boy, she's a girl. You're a little bit older. She's a, a younger a millennial, I mean, and she serious. loves making fun of how old you are. And, yes. and their relationship reminds me a lot of Gil and I. I have an older male friend, and him and I used to have conversations like this all the time where I would be, like, so stressed about a guy. I'd be like, oh, my God, but what about this? And what if I send this? And he'd be like, just let it go. Mm-hmm. You know, you... you <laughs> And, and, and now that I'm getting older, I see it. Like, you just get into this headspace where you're like, fuck it. Like, stop stressing about dating. Like, stressing about what he thinks, what I think, what you think. And uh, it makes for a good back and forth about any we've subject. A, we've been a good balance for each other. Yeah, because yeah. She, she's 27, 28, and I'm 42. So, like, we do have a big age age difference. But more than that, she's not as, like, she is a little more conservative in her in her dating uh, approach. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I, I, I was kind of a whore. And, um, <laughs> and so, so it actually kind of helped us. So I give her, you know, maybe the perspective of my, you know, kind of years of experience and, and, and wisdom and, and male perspective. And then I hear her female perspective, which yeah. helps. But also, it actually, I've, I've gotten... Like, I've kind of stepped back a little bit, and I've stopped uh, trying to, like, have sex on a first date. And, like, maybe I'll wait a little bit, because now I know the impact it can have. And it's a lot of work now. I'm getting old anyways. Like, I don't really, <laughs> really want to have sex that much anymore. So, like, I've tried to really slow, slow down a little bit. So, in the, in the year and a half that we've, we've actually been doing the podcast, I feel like we've both kind of, like, really influenced each other significantly. So, for you, um, 
what is your what is your dating goal like you know what is the what is the end game for you for for dating is it that you want to find a relationship is it that you just want to have fun what is what is the what are the, what are the goals what's well, the goal for you when i first got divorced about 10 years ago it was the she was the, that was the first person i'd ever had sex with um until i had an affair and then that was the second person i'd had sex with so i don't have sex with two people at that point and i realized that i was really missing out my entire life so i went through a period with that i call a tramp age for, for a while where I just, you know, I mean, it was it was ridiculous, but I was just really finally being, like, free, and I was 32, and I was finally like, oh, now I, now I know what this is like. Uh, so now I've reached the point over the last couple of years where I, I'm ready for a relationship, and it's something that I'm going to keep my eye open, but I left a marriage for a reason, and I'm not going to get into another relationship unless I know it's the right thing. So right. I, I really keep an eye on somebody that, that I think is going to be a good match, but not I'm not, like... I'm not pushing it too much. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not really trying to like be like I have to get in a relationship because that's when I, that desperation is never going to work for anybody. Right. Yeah. Well, I was just listening to. I guess it was your last episode, um, and I think there was kind of some talk about. There was a story about a, you know someone being desperate. Not not either of you two, but you know someone. That, and it's uh, it's interesting how some people don't recognize in the dating world that they're coming across as desperate and how that can for me when i was dating that would that would turn off right there if you're being desperate then to me that's a that's a, a turn off that's the first sign because it's know? like i'll just take anyone it's nothing about you that interests me it's just like a warm body right it's the it's the attitude that what they're looking for isn't isn't the right person they're looking for a partner like they want they want a relationship or they want a spouse they don't want someone who's right for them they're just more concerned with with the getting the the title and uh, I'm in a couple of relationship groups on Facebook uh, where I promote the podcast, and I see a lot of people, and, and a lot of them are, are women um, who post that. And I'm like, you don't know how badly that how bad that sounds. Like that sounds terrible. I, I would never want to date you because you're right. so desperate, yeah. and, and to cling to anyone that might show you any type of love or affection because you want a relationship that right. badly. Right. Definitely. So, I saw on your story last week you posted a little thing that Ashley Madison listed Orlando as the number one of top 20 cities for infidelity. Not Las Vegas? No. I think Las Vegas was on the list, but it was way down. Well, in Las Vegas, prostitution is legal, so you don't need to go to <laughs> Ashley Madison if gotcha. you're trying to get laid, I think. So, that's so this is information <laughs> this drawn is from, from their... Ashley Madison's actual... From, yeah, from all the people that have like signed up for the site. Gotcha. That's where they're getting this information I thought from. they were just presenting like a Here's an interesting no, fact, but it's so actually their data. This is factual data. Gotcha. That's kind of crazy. It's it's interesting. I don't actually think it's that surprising when you realize that we are one of the top two conference uh, cities in, in, the, yeah. in the country. So this is where every business conference comes. So then you've got a bunch of married, unhappy, horny businessmen who are sitting there on, That's you know, so on, true. on their hotel rooms for a week at a time. And in addition to that, UCF and UF, I think, are among the top two schools for uh, sugar daddy apps. Mm, interesting. So if they yeah. are in the, the, in the, the top two for use, uh, like the, the, the women in, in UCF and UF are in the top top two uh, for that, then that makes sense at Ashley Madison because they probably have an Ashley Madison account as well. Right. So that uh, that makes sense to me. It actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, it doesn't... It's really doesn't sad, Orlando. Right. <laughs> well, it just makes it... But it's not a good look. It's mostly tourists, you know? Yeah. yeah I mean, depending, really, I on, depending on your end game and your goal in dating in Orlando, you know, that's going to kind of suck for you if, if it's, you know... Uh, a relationship yeah. is what you're looking for, right? And that's uh, that moves to our next point. Like, you know, how how is it? How do you date in a transient city? Like everyone here, I feel like is in passing. You know, we have people on internships, people here for business, people, you know, on co- to college. So it's really hard to to date here. I think maybe over in this area, like in Mickeytopia over here, like I, I think it could be like that. But like, I think that when you're over in like, like downtown Orlando and that, that area, no, everybody's the same. Well, that's why I told you when I was dating, what I would do is if I was up North, I would turn Both on the my app apps there to try to, to get those people to kind of see a different, you know, mm-hmm. dim, view. different dim view basically. Right. Cause when we open the apps here, it's all, um, it's all people from these hotels. Right. So that's why they're just I mean, trying to have one night stands, yeah, you know, yeah. stuff like that. So, which I mean, no judgment. If that's what they want to do. There's a, that can be fun as well. But yeah, I, so I haven't really found it. What I found is actually, it's, it's a, such a small town for being a large city that if I match with somebody, there's a chance that they, um, have either already, already know who I am or know somebody I know, 
or if we're if I look them up on Facebook, we have thirty mutual, mutual friends already, and so yeah. it's it's very it's very common uh, for that to happen, and and so I, I don't think it's actually as transient, but I guess it here, yes, I can imagine. Although I match with some uh, people who are interns, and I've gone out with some people who are like interns over at Disney too, because when I ex- get bored and I expand my uh, <laughs> your five horizons. miles, or if I run out of my five miles, and it says there's nobody <laughs> around, then I'll put it up to twenty five or thirty for a little bit just to see and. Yeah, and so I mean, I'll match with some of them, and we'll go out and have have fun. And there, there could be potential there because they might move here at some point. If things go well, too, they might consider it. Yeah. Uh, I I haven't been. I removed all my apps uh, in January, so I haven't been doing any dating for the past six months. I'm like, I'm just so fed up with it. It's good He's to take a break happily sometimes. in a, in a relationship. So that's kind of why I was drawn to your podcast because you know we used to sit and banter together about. You know, store. We would send screenshots of like messages and like profile pictures, but now like we don't do that anymore because you know he's not there anymore. So here I'm just lonely, like oh, now I just laugh alone. <laughs> well, it's you know it is it is hard, but sometimes it's good to take a break. Sometimes yeah, you know, yeah. it's good just to kind of flush your system a little bit, learn uh, maybe learn a little bit more about yourself because I think trying to grow who as who you are as a single person is so much more important than trying to date sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know I, what we used to do that was really fun? When you get a group of people, mm-hmm. you can actually um, open your Tinder app on the Apple TV and you can just like Tinder as a group, like <laughs> on the couch. And like, you know, we all make commentary like, and it's fun. It's like a fun little game if you're in a <laughs> group, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, so we have a friend who is a dating expert she's like a power dater and she uh one of the things that she one of her hard and fast rules is that she does not like to text back and forth like if you match you you make a few quick exchanges and then she immediately wants to meet because it seems like guys want to just have this back and forth like they want a pen pal you know like either they're bored at work or they're married and they just want somebody to like piss around with online I can see why that would be the perspective, and it's funny that you say that because we just I have a we have a Facebook group that we uh, a lot of people join that talk about relationships, ask advice, and everything. And this just came up that exact topic um, about asking someone to meet quickly. And for me, my time is valuable. If I'm and and also my money is is not something that I'm going to be just throwing away. So if I'm actually going to spend the time and money to meet somebody, pay for drinks, pay for you know pay for a night of a meeting and then talking to them, I'm going to make sure there's someone who doesn't hit any of my red flags, who yeah, seems yeah. like they're going to be okay, etc. Which means actually having conversations with them by text or any means for a while before I'm going to decide that's worth it, the effort. There's always exceptions, but for the most part, I sometimes won't meet people for for a month. Because we'll be texting back and forth. Maybe we'll have a free night here and there. But if yeah, I'm actually yeah. going to put the effort in, I want to make sure they're going to be worth my time. And sometimes taking that time shows whether or not they have the patience for it. Because if they don't, they don't have the patience for it either. True. Then I'm I'm not going to be interested. If someone if, when someone demands or like sometimes I'll match with someone and they'll say, "We'll talk for like two minutes," and then they'll be like, "Hey, so you know, can I buy you a drink?" Which is I, I kind of I, I always think find that like that's a good opening, but also. I barely know anything about you yet. Like you might have already know everything about me from listening to the podcast or something, you know, but, yeah. but I don't know anything about you. So let me make sure that you're not someone that I'm going to sit there and be bored for an hour when I'd rather spend that hour doing something more productive with my life. That's true. I think that's a good perspective too. You know, just you have to kind of make sure you put your feelers out there and spot any of the red flags before you commit to going to a physical location. Right. It's and spending time. It's spending yeah, well, it's the time and it's the money because I'm, you know, I mean even though it is 2019 and a lot of times you know we'll split it or each person, you know, whatever. Um, you know, I'm going to still plan on paying for the drinks, etc. when we go. And so I want to make sure that if I'm going to be going out there and spending money too, but also dating is not my priority. Dating is yeah, yeah. My, myself, you know, I'm my priority. My mm-hmm. my life, the work I'm doing, uh, some of the projects I'm working on, those are my those are my top priority. So dating is a is a secondary thing. So sometimes it is an afterthought. It's like, "Oh, look, yeah. here's somebody I'm talking to." Like a time filler, but so I understand her perspective, and I understand women uh, like women that say that. I'm going to guess that she's probably over the age of like 35. Yeah, yeah, because usually I, what I found in the group too was that it, the, a lot of the women that were probably in their 40s and higher were all very aggressively. No, I'm going to meet. I want to meet immediately so I can you know get it out of their system. And I'm like, well, why do you want to get dressed up and put on makeup and like and go out there and like and waste your time that quickly? Why not try to see if the, like if you can cut them out ahead of time, like before you do it. Sometimes she doesn't even really go on a date. Some she she does what she calls a meetup, where sometimes she'll just meet that she'll be like, meet me at the gas station. 
Like, I want to make sure that you're real. I'm not giving you my phone number until I see you, like, in person. And then they just chit-chat a little bit so she can kind of get, you know, get some feels about their personality. That's and, why you, with you know, to make sure they have a car, <laughs> to make sure, you know, right. all these things because, oh, it men are garbage. I'm right. telling you. Yeah. He said it a million times, oh, yeah. so yeah. I can no, say it in front of trash. him. Yeah, yeah, men are garbage dumpsters, okay? So maybe it's just different for a woman, you know? Like, our game has to be different. It, it is. It's one of those things that I, I think that you do have to approach it from whatever is, is most comfortable to you. But you also have to keep in mind the other per- person's perspective. Yeah. And some guys are just going to keep somebody on the hook because they're, they're, they're shitty or they're, 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 they're actually in a relationship and they're just trying to get laid. Mm-hmm. Who, who knows? But, there's, but you can feel that out. If you actually have a conversation with them, you can tell pretty quickly. If they're not replying or if they're not giving the answers you want, then just, yeah, yeah. you know, un, 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 you know match them and move on. Now... When I was, I, I've taken a break, for, a hiatus from, from stand-up for a while just because I needed to focus on other, my writing. But when I was doing stand-up six nights a week, it was hard for me to meet, meet up with the people. So I would have them meet me, kind of a meet-up like you just said. I would be like, listen, I'm going to be hosting this open mic here. Why don't you come out um, and just like bring a friend, you know, and I'll say hi or whatever. And we can at least briefly chat and then we can maybe figure out plans later. And it would give me a way to screen them in person yeah, because I'm yeah, already yeah. going to be out. So it's not taking any, right. it's not, not any effort on my part. And 90% of the time, I would meet them and I'd be like, oh, okay, they're not really somebody that I'm interested in. Um, so I'd be able to say hi, talk to them briefly, buy them a drink, and then be like, okay, well, I got to go work. You know? Bye. And then, and then I'd text them and be like, yeah, you know, I didn't really feel the chemistry and sure. yeah. move on from there. So, Do you have, um, I, I don't know if this is, have you heard of chuckle fuckers? Nicole uh, yes, Byer. Yes, I listen yes, to Nicole yes, Byer, and she she calls Nicole that. She <laughs> she says only men have chuckle fuckers, which which are you know bitches who come up to you after the show and just you know try to fuck you. Nicole doesn't have them. She says no. She says I guess <laughs> I not. Know, I, have, I have a couple of female friends that I would say have, have some <laughs> chuckle fuckers too, but it also could be that just because I mean I would say women in general just have guys that want to fuck them like yeah. regardless, and so it doesn't necessarily mean. But yes, if when you're funny on stage. Uh, sometimes there are people who are groupies of, of that type, um, and uh, yeah, there there have been a couple of times that I've gotten like a blowjob in the family restroom of the Orlando Improv, you know, just uh, <laughs> the uh, you know, like in between shows. Yeah, because it's like the one where you can lock the door. It's like the chamber. Oh yeah, and yeah, like and that. it's got so, all the room. Yeah, you know. got plenty of room. So yeah, no, forget it, 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 breastfeeding. It, it, hold, yeah. <laughs> hold up, baby. That's right. Oh my gosh, I love it. Who's bringing a family? Who's bringing kids to the fucking improv anyway? Like, exactly, there, right? There, so that's fine. I we need to make this. use of the space hey. better. So I was listening to one of your episodes, and you talked about um, a little bit about like profiles and like switching and seeing what the uh, same sex is mm-hmm. doing on their profiles. Yes, to kind of take an introspective look at your own profile because I think that that's. I think there's like not necessarily a certain formula, but there's things that you can do in the way you present yourself. They can either help or hinder you on these applications. Yes. So tell me, tell us a little bit about that. What have you, like you learned over the years, um, you know, tips like that to, you know, kind of take a look at your profile. What are you doing with your profile to, you know, make it social media. It's like all the, there's a method to everything. Yeah. The, The profile and, and, in, in my dating profile and all, all the apps that I use, they all say that I have a podcast, that I give profile advice, et cetera, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then I talk about myself a little bit. So I actually end up giving advice to, to a lot of people I match with. And the, the best advice I can always give people is have your photos be interesting. Have them mm-hmm. tell a story. Don't have every photo be a selfie. You know, just to, even if you don't usually aren't, if you're not the type to take photos, go out and do something. Like go out and do something with your friends yeah. and have. That's take, what I always thought. Have some photos taken. It's yeah, it's good yeah. to have. Some we did that shot. when I was tr- making trying to make a better profile. We went out. He took some photos of me, candid photos. Yeah, just some I photos dressed of up. You, you know, we fun. went out. So you can be like, here's me doing this. Here's me doing this. And I, you know, like mine all tell a story. Every single one of my photos is different, and and each one has a little bit of a uniqueness to it. Uh, good quality photos don't you know they don't want to be just that's which is not hard you would think but it's amazing how people have terrible photos and then your profile should just instead of saying you don't want you don't want you don't want you don't want just say who you are mm-hmm. and then see who you match with and that's it I, I've seen some women say well nobody reads these profiles men who match who just want to fuck you no they don't read the profile because they don't care but yeah. actually guys who are looking for a relationship they're going to go back and read it they might not read it initially because they might just be swiping but they're going to read it they're going to read it later and they're gonna they're gonna you know want to know what you what you have to say and they're gonna want conversation topics so write something about yourself it's not that hard 
but I've redone so many profiles that were terrible. <laughs> and I do think it's going to do to switch, to switch, like put put both genders, so that if you're a guy, you're looking at what other guys are posting, uh-huh. and you're seeing, oh my god, all these guys sound terrible. Like you're reading their pro- read their profiles and say, wow, I need to stand out, and it's not hard to stand out. I get so many messages, oh, your profile is the best I've ever seen, or it's so nice to see a good profile because right. the guys yeah. you know, that are shirtless in the mirror, or the guys that are I hate the fish, holding God the fish, damn, holding or, the like, fucking or, or fish, hunting, and the, I have a re- I have an actual theory behind that. See, I. All I was doing a gay profile, so right. I didn't see the fish. So people are, like the guys holding up fish. I bet you probably did. I bet there's probably some guys out there who still did that because there's there's gonna be those the the guys that are probably not maybe not I don't know that they're they're still just they're socially inept is what it is. Right. I think it's those guys with the fish. The guys that hold hold the fish. Um, they don't have pictures themselves. These are guys that are maybe they're not they're not social media people. They're right. not on their phones all the time. They don't take selfies ever. So the only time they ever have a picture of themselves is when they're at someone's wedding. Or if they're if they have a, pr- a proud accomplishment, which might be a new truck they just bought, or, or their fish they just caught, and those are the only times they have pictures of themselves. So that's, that's the not only the kind thing. of guy that I want. No, no, and that's the thing. If that's the kind of guy you want, then great. But that's why I think they have those pictures. Yeah. And, but Got I think it. if you switch genders, you'll give, you'll be, you'll be able to see. Hey, look, here's a bunch. Of, here's all the things that people hate. Let me not do any of those things. The same with women. <laughs> women have the yeah. same, you know, the Snapchat filters. Although guys do that too. The Snapchat filters that the women have. Oh, that's what you hated. Oh, yeah. I always true. hated. That was any, an instant no. Any of the, like, the dog, yeah, putting yeah. the dog, any of that, That would, that's automatically no. <laughs> right. No, that's terrible. No, no. You, why would you put a filter on a, on a dating profile? Absolutely not. Maybe so I guess silly so. Side. Let me ask you this question. So, from uh, your perspective, what is the number one worst thing that uh, females do? And then, what's on the other side? What's the worst thing that a male does on their profiles? What would you say? I would say that for women, it's women who try to hide what they look like. Mm-hmm. That, like, I mean, I have a picture of me on stage. I want people to know that I'm like a, I'm a big guy, like a right. bigger gorilla. And you know, and that's what you like. That's what you like. Full they, body, they full body pictures. Right. So, like, so women try. To, I think there are women who try to hide what they have. They have everything is a very special angle. It's all taken in certain ways, and it just mm-hmm. doesn't show that if they're plus size or, or anything, it doesn't show any of it. So then you have to make the bad assumption that they are, right? Or there's something they're hiding. Um, and with guys, I would say it's really just it's probably a combination of the mirror and the fish. Like those two, <laughs> the mirror gym ones, like the you know the shirtless the shirtless pictures. You know what I got a too. lot too was guys who posted photos that were like 10 years old yes and i knew it because you can just tell by the quality of the photo mm-hmm. or, or you know you know how shitty yeah. the photo was actually and you can just tell by their clothes and their hairdo that it, this is 10 years old like bro i need you to post what you look like today your hairline is three inches receded you have a dad bod like i need to know which is fine too That's which is fine that That's be, who you are just that dating apps should be about being honest just be honest with you are yeah they're fucking meet you and because when i meet you, you like. yeah, we're exactly. gonna i'm gonna know anyway yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's so frustrating it, it is and it, it, it's both both sides do it too so what do you think what, what about your tips for bio the written word what do you think is the best for written word i would say just just something that gives a little bit of uh of you know, taste of who you are, you know, I, I like this or I do this, you know, I, I, I say that, uh, you know, I'm a, a writer and a comedian and I, I live on, on the, on the weird side of life and I like it, you know, yeah. and that's kind of, you know, or I've said things where I'm pretty much impossible to date, but uh, I'm, willing, I'm willing to give it a shot. I think for a while mine said basically, I used three, just three things I liked. I said Star Wars, Chelsea Handler, and uh, sushi, I think, is what I put, and I left it at three words. See, yeah, that's it. Three that's things. Not and that's that's it. not bad either, because like it gives it gives a little bit of perspective. I would say use more more than that. You know, a little yeah. more. Like I link my Instagram, which I think people should do if you're mm-hmm. unless you're a woman, you're worried about people stalking yeah. you. But I mean, but if you're not, if it's something where your Instagram is also locked down, it doesn't give enough information. It doesn't give information you're worried about. But I, I think the more information you can provide to somebody, the better it can be for them to decide if you're worth dating or not. Mm-hmm. Time one of those time savers again. Unless you're just gonna have somebody meet you at a gas station. Which sounds totally normal. Well, <laughs> you know it's 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 been a hard long road for dating. I can't wait to tell Sarah about that one. By the way, we're, for we're my gonna, friend and I both, it's been a long hard road. Yeah, I mean the guys that we meet here in Orlando. God, the stories that we have I, to tell well, each I other. I have I've practiced the meetup thing though, because I see her her side of it, and I have done the meetup thing where. You know, let's meet up at this bar. You know, 
I don't want to chat back and forth. Let's just let's just kind of see. First, I've done that, but I I 100 percent I totally am down with your side of it too. Because there's some sometimes when I'm in I'm not in the I'm in the mood for that, or I was in the mood for that, and sometimes I'm not. Right. You know to 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 waste my time trying to to meet up. Well, I mean, I work from home too. There'll be whole weeks where I don't put on pants. Like so, the idea of me actually having to put on pants is just. Is, but you know, don't you want to be like a little? Gives you that little bit of human interaction. I mean, I live in a house. That he I, doesn't I need as much human you. interaction as you do, Stephanie. Yeah. I have uh, my my house is. Uh, yeah, he the, has roommates. The available, so. available camp for wayward women. They so have I, pool I, parties I too. Pool parties and all types of fun things going on there. So I have plenty of human interaction. That's not that's not a problem. You got to check out his Instagram, his personal Instagram. He has like a lot of really cool photos. Yeah, I mean, of these pool parties, amateur photography and stuff. But um, the other thing too is is I. I feel like I can tell from talking to somebody what red flags there are. I can read people really well. And you learn that as the more you dating you do and the more you see people, they're all doing the same pattern. And they're like, oh, this person's a spam or this person's mm-hmm. not real or this person, you know, whatever. And so I would say that's also something you should try to build that tool set. That, so you get that toolkit. So you, when you have that toolkit, if you're talking to somebody rather than trying to meet up with them immediately to see if they're real, you can be able to tell, oh, this person isn't real. Or if you have that many doubts, then don't match with them. Like, yeah, no, that's a, that's that's another thing I think is that people need to learn to start swiping no a lot, a lot more. <laughs> Just say no. Yes. Sometimes it's fun to swipe. Well, although Bumble now has a new thing where you can uh, you can actually do video and audio uh, conversation through uh, Bumble now. It's a, oh, it's a, that's nice. Which is a new thing they just rolled out. So oh, now you can actually like communicate it. and do like a little voice video chat just to make sure that they're uh, they're real and everything and maybe see if they're legitimate. That's which a might, nice. Which might cut down on, on the need to meet someone immediately too. And with yeah. with my relationship now, it started long distance. Mm-hmm. But what I did within the first I don't know ten days is I said we're getting on video chat and we're. We're talking just to start that connection. Because uh, why invest with somebody who's, right. you know, some troll somewhere, you know, buried in a basement, just right. trying to, to trap people and catfish you. Right. Yes. Exactly. Nobody wants that. <laughs> so tell, is there any like, since Steph's been out of the game, uh, the app game, I'm sure sometimes I send you these links. Uh, to, yeah, to apps yeah, yeah. that are advertising. Is there any like new noteworthy applications, dating applications in the last six months to nine months that should be on a person who's dating their radar? Do um, you think? Besides Tinder and Bumble, I would say Hinge is a decent one. Hinge. Have you heard of that one? Steph? Yeah. Um, it's it's, it's not bad. It, 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 it seems to generate better conversations uh, than, than Tinder and Bumble just because it has a slightly different interface and a slightly different way of making people match when you match you have to pick one of the things that they put in their profile to like mm-hmm. and you can comment on it at that moment then they can reply back with a comment so it actually encourages you to try to pick a photo and say oh this is really cool or something right. in the profile yeah says, i like this and have so you tried it yeah some and i did like it yeah it's, it's not bad but you you still dropped it yeah <laughs> i'm just fucking over it man i'm just at this point where i'm just i'm i mean i'm lonely as fuck yeah but i mean i'm just happier by myself because I was to the point where I was like, you know, giving my time to people mm-hmm. and they just annoy me. Like I'm just <laughs> sitting on a date or I'm doing something with them and I don't even want to be there. So if I don't want to spend time with somebody, I mean, if I'm happier at home alone, that's fine. Why waste the time? You know, one thing that people don't uh, seem to realize sometimes is that when you're people who are lonely say they're unhappy when they're alone, but they also have happy moments too. And people who are in relationships that are happy also have sad, yeah, sad yeah. moments. Of course. If you really were to plot it out without and get rid of the bias, I think you'd find that people who are single and alone have just as many happy and sad moments as people in relationships. I like that perspective on it. Um, yeah. Just, you know, it's not the relationship or the lack of that makes you happy or sad. Mm-hmm. It's your own personality. It's your own mood. And so that's, that's a good way to look at it sometimes is to just realize when you're feeling sad, it's like, you know, it doesn't mean that if you're in a relationship, you wouldn't be sad, you know? Yeah, you? yeah, yeah. There are people love who it. are all the time. I just kind of want somebody who's like a partner, you know, like somebody to just do all the fun things with that's always definitely going to be there. It's like, of course, I have tons of friends, but, you know, they all have their own lives. So it's like, I want someone who's like my number one, you know, and somebody who you can grow and be happy with and mm-hmm. encourage and. You know, just have a healthy, happy, loving relationship. That's all I want. That's your dating profile. Is that too much to fucking ask for? <laughs> no, it's not. For Christ's sakes. It's, it's out there. There's plenty of people out there like so that. So there's something that you mentioned on one of your recent one or one that I listened to before is, uh, is it a numbers game in terms of like the amount of swipes or the amount of dates to get to that person? Or, you know, do people 
some people just get lucky or what do you think? Like, what's It your- is a numbers game and some people do just get lucky. It, it's, it's the equivalent of, you know, like before this existed, before dating apps existed, to date, you would go out, you would go do things. You'd go to singles meetups, you'd go to a bar, you'd just sit there, you'd talk to somebody, start a conversation, and if it didn't go anywhere, you'd move on to the next person. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and dating apps are essentially like, okay, you're at a bar with every person within a 25-mile radius around you, so you're going to quickly walk through every single person and say, oh, well, here's the two that I want to talk to, or here's the 12 that actually interest me. Mm-hmm. So it's a numbers game in the sense it's providing you with a much broader and wider market to look through, and you just have to learn how to filter it better. And, and, that's, and that's the better way to approach it, I think, is just that now you just have more access to people, and it's what you do with it that really makes the difference. It's a numbers game. I'm over it. <laughs> it's and I, I can't over. even like, be the crazy cat lady because I'm allergic, so it's like, just gonna be me alone. That's, you know, it's good. Get, get when you get used to that, and you're like, okay, I'm okay with being alone. And then, yeah. then you're like, okay, now maybe you start branching out and trying to find people just, uh, you know, to hang out with, spend time with, and then eventually you see what happens. Like, uh, yeah. you know, the best way to meet people is obviously not dating apps. It's not anything else. It's through common interests. It's through, yeah. you know, just to just you kind of end up at a party with somebody. That's always the you know the meet the meet cute. That's the best way to meet somebody but that shit doesn't really happen for most people it's just a random lucky coincidence for two people to kind of run into each other at the right time and we we've talked about that too uh you know strategizing it's like okay let's try to meet somebody in a way that like what kind of guy do i want i want a guy that's you know interested in this this and that so go out and do those things like if you like a guy that hikes go find a hiking trail and you know maybe just don't get murdered bump into someone you know if maybe go volunteer um you know at at one of your anything in your city Mm -hmm. meet people who are into philanthropy work uh you know if you're interested in church or organized religion you go to church so the people that are out there they're doing that already so they're gonna have those common interests yes and maybe that is also a good plan it is, because don't do it for the sake of trying to find somebody. Do it because you enjoy doing it. Because I feel like sometimes the guy that I want, he's not going to be on a dating app because he's going to be out living his life. Like, he's going to be out doing all the good things. Like you say, like, I love how you said your priority is you. Mm-hmm. Like, the things that you do, your job, and then dating comes second. So that means, like, girls are going to meet you doing you, right. you know, and at a comedy show, at a at a wedding, at, right. you know, right. anywhere. And you know that's where you would better than being the minister banging one yeah. of the uh, you know guests at a wedding or banging the bride. Well, I've I've done a couple of weddings where I had before I married them like not not immediately before but like a few years before we had and then we stayed friends like when I was going through my tramp page we hooked up and then, <laughs> then we stayed friends and then they end up find somebody and they get married I love and they, it and they ask me to come officiate their wedding and there's a couple of times where I've literally been standing there and been like. I wonder if he knows like the, what, what she and I did like four years ago. And it's, it's always interesting. You know, I think that speaks highly of a guy who can stay friends with a woman after they break up because, you know, that means you're level-headed and you're self-aware. Otherwise, you know, people like I want to be treated. Exactly. Like, it's like, you know, every time there's a breakup, it's like this terrible thing. It's like, fuck him. I'm, I'm going to fuck his car up. I'm going to ruin his life. But, you know, if you can, you know, have conversations and communicate and, you know, end things amicably, yeah. it's great. It's always, it's always. Because sometimes, you know, you're just better as a friend. Like, you're just better. That's usually why it didn't work out in the first just place. To, yeah. It was just like I knew that there wasn't going to be the potential for that. And I was happy for whatever they found. But I'd rather just support them as a friend. Right. It's, it's being self-aware, like you said. Okay. Some people aren't self-aware. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right, so Stephanie, you have written on here. So forget ghosting. <laughs> Let's talk about submarining. Have you heard of submarining? So when you go down on somebody in a pool, it's like you know. So you know, we always talk about ghosting. How guys ghost you and stuff like this. But then there's always that guy. He just goes away for a while, and then he pops back up, and he pisses around with you, and then he goes back down, and he goes away, and then he comes mm. back up. So is this something that you made up? No, I heard it somewhere on some dating. I think it's also called. Or other. It's also called breadcrumbing a little bit too. There, there's a couple different things where like they're kind of leading a trail just to keep you following along. Yeah. Um, and it is a thing that people do sometimes not on on purpose. They just that's their life, and it's up to you as the person if you're being <laughs> submarined or breadcrumbed or whatever. <laughs> 
to, to, to cut it off. It's up to you to be like, yeah, to, yeah, to yeah, block them and end it and, and have the, the strength to be like, no, it's not worth it anymore. Because right. you're kind of subjecting yourself to that if they keep popping up and you keep saying yes, too. Um, and so that's the, the it is it is kind of a thing. There's so many different phrases for th- what people do now because people can well they can hover, they can watch your social media, they can orbit you, you know, and, and, and so they're oh, liking yeah. your stories Orbits. and they're occasionally oh yes, watching your stories. There, there's so many little things that yeah that you can do. Um, people still orbit. Like I think even now, you know, even probably more than I'm in a relationship, I can see. Oh, them, absolutely, you can see when them. You get a relationship, they like they seem like even more so. They pop right back. And they pop yeah, back because I have my profile on Instagram public, and some of them because they're waiting for yeah. the for it to be done, and they can come back in, and then pop, their submarine will pop back up, and they'll be like, "Hey, girl." <laughs> so uh, let's talk a little bit about some. We like to when we have guests like ask them some Orlando questions, like what's your favorite, like what's your favorite restaurant in Orlando. See, I'm gonna be terrible at this. Well, I already know the answer. <laughs> Ale House, right? <laughs> I, might I love ju- Alehouse. I might just say Don't that. You- like, I, I honestly, because I, it's easy and it's cheap. Like, well, it, let's you know, let's I, talk. We haven't talked about Orlando uh, Alehouse on this podcast, and kind of it's kind of a given. I mean, a, an Orlando, the a food's, Florida like, given. The food's not bad. If you get the right food, it's actually pretty good. The well, drink, I think the food is good. Yeah, I mean, like some of it, some of it's, yeah, but but most of it's actually pretty decent. But I think that the number one thing for me for Alehouse is no matter what Alehouse I go to, I know whatever I'm going to order that it's pretty much going to be the same. Mm-hmm. The service is just going to suck usually. Uh, I've never had bad service there, but I always sit at the bar. Like, well, also, if, if you go to an alehouse that you know no. the people there, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I, they have the drinks sitting at the bar when I walk up. So yeah, no, that, that, that's but I but but I mean, once you when if you sit at the bar, you usually get better service. I found yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's also the place you can go till two in the morning and they'll and you can get food, but it's not a Denny's or an IHOP. Yeah. It's an actual like, oh, restaurant. Yeah. I mean, which it's I, which way like. better than Denny's or. And if you're going on a date, it's uh really has something for everyone. They have seafood, lo- uh, steak, they have pizza. Yep. Pasta. They have something that covers all tastes. So if you're vegan, they have napkins you can eat on. So, okay, so great. then um, what's your what's your go to uh, meal at Ale House? I usually just get the zingers. Mountain okay. melt. Yeah. yeah, I get the mountain melt. Just oh the zingers god, I love a mountain melt. Times. I mean, not. Yeah. I mean, it's good, but it's, it's just it's too much. I'll just get it. I'll get like a just a set of zingers. Oh, yeah, I mean, I probably go there like three nights a week, so or you know whatever, at least. But I mean, so I know I'm terrible. But like, I like places like Fleming's. Uh, I like their mm-hmm. steak. Mm-hmm. Rachel's actually the food there is fantastic. Really? Uh, one, See, why don't we go? Can we it's please really go? Good food. They, have go a bisque, they have a lobster biscuit. It's fantastic. Uh, so yeah, it's a, you know, it's really good. Um, so you've never been to the Rachel's over here by the airport? I've been there or? once or twice. I don't think I ever ate. What's the comparison? Um, the Rachel's by the airport is like. It's like an airport strip club. Like it's, <laughs> it's all businessmen. It's all international businessmen and, and you know, stuff like that. Uh, the one in Castleberry is a lot more locals. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then in between is Dancers, which is the place I usually go to, which is just like Cheers. It just happens to have naked women in it. Like it's really just a great little bar. No food, though. So Rachel's, I mean, how does the eating take place? Are you like eating and then there's like a <laughs> woman right here? <laughs> Or there's a restaurant uh, area, so you can actually go sit so in the you restaurant. can't eat while you watch. No, there's or... an area where you can go eat, or you can just sit at the bar, or every table they just bring it out and just bring your food right to your table, and then you can eat, and the stage is in front of you. Oh, okay. So it's like it's like going to. I don't know. Yeah, you, you definitely need to go. <laughs> I've never been. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of really good places. That, like you know, downtown, of course, there's a bunch of great places that I like to like to eat at when I'm when I'm downtown, other than like Gringos and stuff. But like. Um, you know, I, the Wall Street uh, restaurants aren't bad. I'm a fan of those. Yeah. Poor House Avenue, Pom Poms is always good in the late night. Pom Poms, what do they have at Pom Poms? That's the yeah. that's the place with the, the grilled sandwich, cheese sandwiches. sandwiches. Tea House, it's open till like four. Oh, Pom Poms, we where they're always them. taking oh, the yeah, sandwiches like this. So I haven't been there, but I want to go. So good, you should definitely check Ooh. it out. Late night stuff. Yum. Yeah. So I'll try anywhere, but uh, yeah, restaurants are uh, Hill House is really good. Any dive bars? I was just like? going to ask. Any dive bars? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I used to love Wally's. Um, and well, Wally's is coming back. back. Yeah, I'm back up with no smoking though, and I don't smoke, but I liked the fact that you could walk in, you couldn't see if you were taller than six feet because <laughs> there's just a cloud of smoke. You know, they just had a character to it. So I'm, I'm kind of they, they're open now, and I'm kind of afraid to go in and see what they're like. Uh, Tanker. It's new ownership, kind of, I assume. Uh, somebody bought it, uh, keeping everything new, but they revamped the whole place. Um, I imagine it's going to have... I didn't go to the original, but I'm imagining it's going to be a different vibe. It, it is. like It respect. used to be like literally I would get a vodka Red Bull and they would pour, take a juice glass and fill it to the top with vodka. <laughs> like So the surface tension, like the vodka is actually bubbling over and then hand me a can of Red Bull with a straw. Wow. So you, you had to like essentially okay. sip 
straight vodka, warm, and then uh, and then put your warm. And, then, and then your Red Bull. Yeah, it, it was, definitely it, sounds like someplace called Wally's. Like four dollars, like you know, and it was amazing. Wow. Like so, yeah, that was it was always a great place. But uh, Tank Race is a good dive bar too downtown. That's you ever go place. to um, uh, Stardust for Dirty Bingo? No, that's good. No, I mean, it's fun. Stardust is they're not. Um, are they just beer and wine? No. Are there, are there more? Mm, no. I think they have, they have oh, liquor. Okay, okay. They're a full bar. I haven't been there in a while. So yeah, they're yeah, a full they bar. have a full okay, bar. Okay. They have the, the tiki bar next door. And the tiki bar next door, yeah, which is kind cute. of small hidden. Yeah. Um, that's cute. Hmm, I'm excited for the new Halloween bar um, that's going to be opening. That still, I they see no date. I don't know when it's going to be opening. They keep posting photos of all these things that they're making, all these elaborate decorations and everything. Have you heard about it? I haven't. It's called Cocktails and Screams. It's oh, going nice. to be Where is it? somewhere right. near 55th and West building. Oh, cool. But so they already own another place, right? Or uh, They're the same people that own Joysticks. Gotcha. Okay. And Joysticks is pretty decent. Yeah. Pricey. I like Frosty's. Yeah, Frosty's is okay, too. Yeah. But, I mean, there's so many like good little like bars. In Altamont, there's a bunch of like you know shitty little bars you can go into. Green Parrot and stuff like that that are just, you know, live music and... Post time lounge is another one, just like good drinks and you know cheap, right. and, but definitely dog bar. It makes you feel like you're not in Orlando. So, kind of to finish out, tell us a little yeah. bit about your the Facebook group because in the episode I was listening to, you were sharing like some stories from the Facebook group. So, tell us a little about the Facebook group, uh, where they can find that Facebook group, and then what people can expect when they go. It sounds like Facebook an active group. community. Well, yeah, we, we decided uh, instead of trying to like just do a page for the podcast and promote it that we wanted to do a, something where people could actually ask questions. Mm-hmm. So we, we started this Facebook group uh, about a year ago. I think it was June of last year. Uh, it's facebook.com slash groups slash DKS podcast. Okay. So, and um, because you can't use sucks in a title on Facebook, mm, so dating kind of sucks. <laughs> Couldn't use it anywhere, so I had to use D- DKS podcast. But, um, Damn you, Facebook. And uh, it's got, I think, 800 plus members. Oh, wow. um, and uh, it's skews very, very, uh, very female, but it's a lot of people who just uh, have, they ask questions, they share profiles they've seen, they, you know, share links, they tell, they tell d- dating stories, um, you know, it, but it's also very. Uh, no judgment, uh, no shaming. Like uh, that, that's very important to us is to keep it a, a place where someone's sharing a profile because they wrote something stupid, not because of what they look like. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. We're not. Um, we, we try not to be anything like that. The whole goal is to you know keep it kind of an open, safe environment where people mm-hmm. ask questions and get advice. Have you had any hookups within the group? Like me personally? No, like any members oh, like, who found each other, gone out on a date, got married. Oh, I mean, no. <laughs> any success stories? Maybe, but we don't want. We're, it's not designed to be a singles thing. Like I'm, I try, actually try to discourage that. Some of I just assume that everyone in the group is basically in the same mindset of being frustrated with dating. They, they are, and I would say, that, but it's most. It is mostly women, and it's people yeah. from all across the uh, all across the country. Well, actually, no, we've got people in, in like. Another like ten different countries too, so it's it's all over. But um, I mean, I, I we've done a meetup where we're, like locally people came out, you know, and that was fun. But I really try to discourage it being like a dating thing. I don't want yeah, to try yeah, to yeah. match people because then what happens when it doesn't go well and people want to talk about it in the group? The group is supposed to be a place to talk about it. So then it's like we have to figure out which one do we lose. Like we're gonna, yeah, yeah. We might kick out. And if I'm gonna kick one out, I'm always gonna kick the, the guy out every time. Like I, you know, I don't. I, like, I we gotta no choose sides in the divorce. Oh yeah, exactly. man! So I, I try not to encourage. <laughs> oh that, wow! But it's a good group. It's a very people who are in there seem to enjoy it uh, quite a bit because they get to really have a place to just to maybe share things they wouldn't otherwise ask or they don't know how to ask. Sure. And so, where can you, uh, where can listeners find your podcast? They can find us uh, on our website, datingkindofsucks.com. And of course, we are on Spotify and Stitcher and Apple Podcasts. And you have and a Patreon now? All those. Yes, we do. We just started a Patreon for five bucks a month so people can support us if they want to, at least, uh, you know, just because we do, it ends up costing us money to do yeah. it. Yeah. You know? And that's We should maybe do that too because it costs <laughs> us money to do right. it. Right. Well, that's why, that's why we thought it would just, like, even if it just covers our costs. Um, and for five bucks a month, I figure people are, you know, willing to do that. And we've had some good patrons already. But that's, that's yeah. Nice. That's, patreon.com slash DKS podcast. Um, and then uh, Instagram is a uh, dating kind of sucks podcast is our, cool. is our Instagram. And then, yeah, we're, we're in all the places. We're not on um, iHeartRadio yet though. That's something I, uh, I, I, I applied uh, probably a month, six weeks ago. And then we just got accepted about a, a week ago or so. so. I didn't even, I, it's weird. That I didn't know either. For it. Why would they like, I would figure they figure they would just grab podcasts from everywhere. So they could... I had to, well, it's kind of like Stitcher. I had to, you know, submit there and then I submitted to iHeartRadio oh, okay. and uh, it took a little while. I can't see like what our 
viewership there is like I don't get a full account like Stitcher you get a full account you kind of see what's going on but right. for iHeartRadio you just get put into their right. list of podcasts so so we've had a nice little chit chat here but if you want to go more in depth you know they do every episode no. um, we stopped counting we, we, uh, we switched to <laughs> no after the first year we switched to season one season two so, and, gotcha. then we, and then we stopped numbering them for the thing for the uh, for Apple and stuff too but I think we've done I want to say 75 episodes. Yeah, you have quite a, a library. Yeah, something like that, yeah. So people can really binge. Oh, they, they really can, yeah. So it's best to go from the first one to the last because they basically spend the first half hour, uh, you know, chit-chatting about their personal lives, who's on the dating block at that moment. And then the second half hour will be the main topic of the episode. So if there's something particularly you're looking for, you can go kind of go through the list and see what strikes your fancy. But... They're all great. Um, I like the last, the, the, the one that I was listening to on the way home today is they talk about uh, shaming, uh, dating Shaming apps. people for using dating apps. Yeah, people which... People blame the apps. It's, so, really, it's yeah. so funny that people are, are still shaming, like, this is, like... This you know, is like life now. This is how it is. It's 2019. Right? Get with it. There's, no, there's nothing else to do, but... It's like shaming people for having Netflix when they still have cable. <laughs> is, is what it is. But it's also people who blame the apps. It was a big issue. I, I really, it, it frustrates me when I see people be like, well, Tinder is just to get laid. So I, I deleted my Tinder after I got two bad messages. And I was like, well, maybe you should, you know, learn how to swipe on people a little better. Look at their profiles. And <laughs> my like, last maybe, boyfriend was from Tinder. Well, that's the thing. My, my I've my met people who got married was, that was met on Tinder. Tinder. Yeah, no, my last serious relationship was from Tinder too. So it, it, it has benefits. So people who want to blame an app, I'm like, you're not, it's not the app's fault. Right. Like it's just, you're just not using it right. It's a tool. Exactly. I have a topic suggestion. I want to hear an episode about narcissistic relationships. Do you okay. have any knowledge about that? I, I would say so. I'd say probably because I, I have been in two in a row and the first, like the first one, I didn't even know what was going on. And I think women need to know about it. Like you feel like you're losing your freaking mind. And it's just this whole world of a person you don't know about. The gaslighting episode was a big Yes, problem. it's big kind of like, it's is... a mixture of gaslighting, yeah. love bombing, and all these, it's all this physical, or all this mental abuse and like mm-hmm. trickery. And I think it's a good topic. Yeah. And I want to hear about it. Okay. <laughs> put it on the list. We'll put it on the list. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be a topic every week, so, uh, you know. And maybe Sarah has, I mean, her own stories. Well, yeah. yeah. I'm sure she does, and, and like, as someone who's borderline narcissist. Shout out to Sarah. <laughs> so, I mean, Shout out to Sarah again. So, yes. We wish you could that, be here. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, I couldn't do the podcast with, without her. Like, she really is, like, the, the two of us together make a good team, and if it was yeah. just one of us on our own, we wouldn't be able to do it. So, right. it wouldn't be the success it was if it wasn't for both of us working together on it. So. I like that you're mixing up your intros now, too. Yes, maybe we should idea. start doing that. <laughs> Like one week she will do it and one week he will. Yeah, okay. But then he comes year. up with all these fun nicknames for her. I've heard that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much, uh, Adam, for coming all the way down here to the depths of uh, Mickeytopia, as he say. <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> so make sure you go uh, take a look at Dating Kind of Sucks or take a listen, really. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at Orlando Out of Context. Visit us at Orlando Out of Context and make sure you listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, all the things. All the things. All right, guys. Until next time. Bye. bye. You have to say bye too, Adam. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>